We were letting a couple spiders live in the entranceway downstairs near the shoes. <laughs> okay. And they just sat there. Like, they didn't move. They didn't do anything. One was closer to the ceiling. One was closer to the floor. They're the same kind of spiders. I don't know what they were exactly. Okay. But they were very skinny bodies with long legs. And <laughs> and I figured, you know, they were taking care of other pests that got in. Sure. The bugs that like to sneak in when you open the door. But now they're both gone. I don't know where they went. So they're probably living somewhere else, like in the sheets or in my coat. Or in your shoes. Yeah, but I mean, these spiders are dumb. One was living in a closet that was never opened. It's like, what kind of food are you getting in there? <laughs> Maybe there are things that they can eat in there. I've also been letting those house centipedes live. Oh, good. I let everything live. There was a spider that was on my chair, and he was really big and cool looking. And I went to bed, and then the next day I just was about my business. It's probably like the afternoon and he was still on that chair. So I just put him in a little cup and put him outside. Yeah. They really live boring lives. At least the house centipedes are running around. Those things are lightning quick. House centipedes. They're pretty creepy looking, but they're good to have because they only eat other bugs. They don't eat food. They're not attracted to your filth. Mm. They just want to eat other bugs. They don't eat glue or book binding. Oh, they're not eating like weird wall stuff? No, they're just eating other bugs. But the gross okay. thing is all these bugs that eat other bugs. I mean, that many bugs that eat anything, they poop. But Yeah, and that's where like dust comes from or something. I was thinking about those spiders just hanging out downstairs, dropping their poop. What's their poop look like? Little specks. Speck poop. A speck of poop. That's all, but it can add up. Roaches, if you have a roast and roach infestation, you should look up what their poop looks like. Absolutely. I, yeah, it's in your drawers. Like it's in everyone's <laughs> cabinets and stuff in the corners. It just looks like dirt, sort of, but it's roach poop. Yeah, there was a roach that lived. Well, I don't know if it lived. Its dead body was in a pot <laughs> that was under the sink. <laughs> yeah. This was at the last apartment. And. Whenever I use that pot now, I just think of that. Like it's being it clean. Life in there. It's been cleaned. It's been scrubbed. Of course. But it's a little unsettling these days. I don't want to eat the pasta that was boiled in that <laughs> pot. Well, it's like that thing. Um, you go back to your parents' house and they bring you popcorn in the puke bucket. <laughs> I have not. Yeah. Had, I no, because we never had a, a puke bucket. You didn't even have like a bowl that was like the puke bowl. And then also it was like the salad bowl and also the <laughs> also the um, popcorn bowl. No. Oh, okay. No, I couldn't do that. No? Again, no. Even if it's clean, I couldn't do that. Having an official barf bucket mm -hmm. and then eating. We had one. And then eating snacks. Why couldn't you just get to the toilet? Why was there a bucket? Well, you, you have it with your kids just in case they don't make it to the toilet. You know what I mean? Like you leave them with the with the bowl. Oh. And then if and then you just like hold their little head or their hair back, you know. Well the few times I remember throwing up and not making it to the toilet wasn't my problem. <laughs> I always made it to the toilet. I was pretty good. I think just once I woke up 
and just bleh off the side of the bed. But that was very unusual. There was a time in high school I threw up because we were taking over-the-counter medication trying to get high. <laughs> what were you taking? And then we called them Skittles. I can't really remember what it was. It was some kind of decongestant that also lowered your blood pressure so you felt really woozy. Oh, God. And I went home. I was sick. Woke up in the middle of the night, barfed up a jalapeno popper that I'd eaten. <laughs> and then were you shocked at how the jalapeno popper came out? Yeah, you could still tell what it was. It was like, I know. It's like, I, I remember chewing that. Why is it whole? <laughs> it was like the ramen in college that, uh -huh. that I ate ramen. And then we always, you know, in college, always go to start at night. We're going out, but we got to start by shotgunning beers in the bathroom. Yeah. And I ended up throwing up the ramen. Looked exactly the same as it did. <laughs> like, you chewed that, right? <laughs> ramen, you probably chew less than the jalapeno popper. Yeah. But I reverted back to just being a child. When I was throwing up in high school, I went into my parents' room. And was like, oh, I got sick. And then I just laid down. And then they cleaned up. My mom cleaned up my throw up. Poor baby. Yeah. And then I told her the next day what had actually happened. And I said, please don't tell anyone else's mom. And then she didn't. Oh, wow. I know. And then my friend got caught and his mom found out that my mom didn't tell. Then it created a rift <gasps> between them. Oh, God. Yeah. How did she find out that the mom, that your mom knew? I don't know. They were friends. I don't remember the way it actually went down. Maybe but... she said, like, Greg told me. And I just said, I didn't say anything. Which... Thanks, mom. I mean, that was nice, but yeah. stupid. <laughs> that was, why didn't she tell? Because I think pe kids were actually dying from using this. Really? Yeah. There were instances of it. And, oh, what happened was my friend got caught stealing them from the store and had to explain, like stealing the packages of medication, had to explain why. And then I think his mom reached out to my mom and my mom said, Oh yes, he mentioned it to me. And she like, what, why didn't you say anything to me? Right. Well, he asked me not to. <laughs> Damn. I know. And like, I would have been so angry if I knew that she'd told, but really when it comes to safety, <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit shocked that she didn't say anything and thank God nothing worse happened. I mean, I don't know. There were things about your younger years that maybe should have been paid attention to that weren't. Oh, yeah. Psychoanalyzing my parents. A little. Well, I mean, the whole thing with your mom saying she doesn't have anxiety when she clearly does. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like she's not just for a good laugh. Yeah, it's for I mean... a good laugh. That's the comedy bit. <laughs> That's her comedy. Yeah, I don't have anxiety. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I don't have anxiety. I'm worried. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the most recent thing was. Oh, yeah. What's the newest? I don't. I can't remember exactly. It was something pretty ridiculous. But she's like obsessing about, but definitely not. <laughs> not having anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a pointless story with no payoff and no point. The lamest story ever told. Let's just start the show, shall we? 
Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and this is the 200th episode of One Topic. Wow. What are we going to do to celebrate? It's a milestone, isn't it? Should we celebrate? Is yeah. the celebration in order? <laughs> I mean, I think uh, other podcasts that do podcasty things would be celebrating in some way. I mean, there are podcasts that probably do podcasts every day and hit 200 in the matter of a few months. Yeah, but how many listeners do they have? Boom. More than us if they're putting in that amount of time. Not necessarily. They could just be like, just, you know, churning out podcasts. They just keep doing it for an audience of none. Well, (laughs) you know, if they're telling stories like I just told, my mom's so (laughs) crazy. Let me tell you about it. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're really (laughs) raking in the listeners. I was talking to somebody who told me that one of their friends was a successful podcast host. I don't know what the podcast is, but they just bought a house in New York. (gasps) Whoa. You're making that much money. Even the successful podcasts. I go on and I have access through work. And there's a lot of successful podcasts that work puts out, like my company puts out. And even the biggest ones have like 250,000 downloads per episode, which is a lot. But to me, is that warranting whatever it costs to buy a house here in New York? If you're buying a house, it's millions at least. If if this information's correct and they bought like a townhome, not just some con, even if you did buy a condo. Yeah, but just- yeah, even a condo. I mean, I, I guess it's advertising, or or you've gotten a deal with the network and they've paid to have you. I just don't see how they're making that much money, even with advertising. You know, you think of TV in the past when shows were huge and there'd be millions of viewers or when a show wasn't big, it's like it only had three million viewers. (laughs) Yeah. And now that would be hitting it out of the park. The fact that late night TV, like the comedy shows, like get uh, several hundred thousand. And that's just the way it goes these days. But that makes sense because your attention is divided uh, times a billion from the previous, like when they were when they were keeping those records before. Yeah, I understand the reasons why, and maybe people are consuming online, or they just the interest is no longer there for those types of shows. That aside, there was so much money in advertising because there were such large numbers in the viewership. And I feel like 250,000 listeners, while that would be huge and there is money in that, I just don't see how it's that much money. Like someone No, I don't I don't understand it either. And a network, it's not worth it to them if they can't sell the advertisements. I guess you know, if you get 100,000 of those people giving you $1 a month, that's $100,000 a month. That's yeah. nice. Because Patreon, I gave you a, a sticker, a temporary tattoo. <laughs> I know. I think somebody reached out to us and asked to just have a place to donate for one topic because they would donate. I mean, that's nice. We've talked it about this. It is really, really nice. We've talked about this before. If you wanted to set it up, I just, I've never wanted to ask for money for the show. I know. And. Because one of two things happens, either nobody gives or a few people give and it feels embarrassing because then those numbers are public and you go check. Because I was listening to one one of my friend's shows that most people probably wouldn't listen to. 
uh, two guys that I knew and they were constantly giving out uh, the Patreon oh. info and yeah. they had the special episodes you could only get if you were a Patreon member and you just go look. You, you look at Apple Podcast, you see, okay, there's three ratings. You go look at the Patreon, there's one donor and <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, that's... We can just make a cash app tag. <laughs> <laughs> just tell people our cash app. That pisses me off to no end when I, uh, again, I'm not on TikTok, but uh-huh. When I'm looking at TikTok, I see it less on Instagram because people really aren't monetizing Instagram. No, but anymore. But you know, you can put up the board with all your links, and the fact people just are bold enough to put their Venmo or their Cash App up there, just just send money whenever you feel like it. What the fuck? Oh, I have to check mine now and see if I have one on there. Did you ever set that up? Did you ever post a, a Cash App uh, at the top in your bio? Uh, no, no, I don't have that. Well, you should try then. Maybe people will send you some money. <laughs> but you'll get mad at me. <laughs> it, it feels shameless. And I was going to say the other side of it is you do get some money, then I feel guilty. Like, why? This should be a free thing. Shouldn't be begging you to support us. Well, I, 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 I understand that too. Um, but people do want to support the people that they follow. Um, you know, I, I consume red letter media stuff. I'm making them money just by watching their videos over and over again. And sometimes just to go to sleep because I've seen it enough that I just like to hear it. <laughs> red letter, red letter media. This well, is, that's Mr. Plinkett. That's, that's just how I talk. People that's just Mr. Plinkett. I got a lot of money. Okay, but anyway, so I still, I went on their Patreon and I donate, like, I just, I don't get anything for it, but I give them $2 a month. How many do they have? That adds up. Are they rich? See, I don't know. I don't, I don't look at that stuff. Should I look at theirs though? If you want it, I guess maybe there's a way you can make it so it's private. That's not available for everyone to see and judge. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I bet you can. That podcast I was talking about, by the way, the one guy got a girlfriend and it's yeah. it like he was in middle school. He just quit doing it. He ditched my friend and stopped <gasps> doing What? And he was the one, like this guy who got the girlfriend, he was the one who was hell-bent on doing a show every single week. When the other guy oh, couldn't do it, he'd do the episodes alone. He'd get, shit. he'd get really pissed at my friend uh, for not being around to do the show. And then the moment he gets a girlfriend, he stops. Damn. <laughs> he just wanted to be loved. All right, so I'm looking at Red Letter Media's Patreon. I do not see how I can see how many people they have. Help me out my money. Shut up. That's not. Listen, make fun of them properly. I want more money. Make fun of them for real reasons and don't just make fun of Mr. Plinkett. I can't because I don't ever listen or watch. I, oh, it's I, so good. You should watch the Nerd no, Crew. No the Nerd arsenal. Crew stuff is so funny. They make fun of those podcasts that are like sucking Disney's dick to get like, you know, free or like early screenings of a trailer, you know, <laughs> they're hilarious. How many people are involved in this now? It's a whole operation, like collegehumor.com of the modern age. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that many people. It's always um, filmed and edited by the same, you know, mm, three dudes. And then there's some satellite people that are there. Uh, and then there are some people that are into the show and have gotten on it, you know, like on their um, 
different shows that they have, uh, like Patton Oswalt and um, Macaulay Culkin is really into them because he also lives in Wisconsin. He lives in Milwaukee. Macaulay does. So, yeah. Why? I don't know. But he does. Maybe he maybe he lives there part time. I don't know. But he talked on the show about how he just bought a house there. And I can be Milwaukee. left alone in Milwaukee. He's cool. He's like, he's a he. He wears lots of rings. <laughs> he's an interesting person to watch, and he like sits on the. He'll sit on the. You know, all the dudes are sitting on the couch in a way that like dudes sit on couches. But he's sitting there with like both of his feet, like up on the couch. Like he's perched on the couch. It's interesting. Does he clank his rings around when he's on the air? No. Uh. Uh-uh. He's he's a professional, and they they make fun of him. You know, for like, you know, not if, if if a child is in a movie that they're watching, you know, they'll say little things about how he doesn't know anything about child acting or something. I don't know. It's it's recognized that he is who he is, but it's also just like a guy. I don't know. It's it, it's neat. <laughs> it's a good running gag. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm looking. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how uh, to I'm, see how many people they have. That so. means they're successful because if the number's too big, other people will come in like, eh, they don't need this. They're good. They're set. Oh, oh well, then we should look at Radio Labyrinth and see. <laughs> you know, it's like a tip jar. You know, when oh, the yeah, t- there's the, too much money in it. Yeah, because too much yeah. money. People are like, eh, there's plenty there. So you, the, the people rip the money out and they leave a few dollars and some change. <laughs> So, so anyone coming up is like, oh, you poor soul. You're being worked to death. Your fingers work to mm-hmm. the bone. Let me throw. <laughs> to me, it's very insulting when somebody gets their change back and it's a bunch of pennies and dimes and they just dump it in the tip jar. Oh, really? To me, if I were working, I'd say, just give me nothing. I'd rather have zero than your change. Not me. I'm like, hey, a little bit, just a drop in the bucket. I don't know. It adds up. I'll take whatever. It adds up. You got to count it. You got to split it. No, just give me zero. It doesn't add up to be that much over the course of the day. What is it? An extra six I feel like it's the thought that counts. It's not the thought. It's laziness. It's a person who says, I don't want this. Like, I don't want to carry the change. So I'm going to give you my trash. Oh, I would be like, this is all I have left. So you can have it. I'm not saying that you're obligated to tip, especially what we're talking about is like these counter services. Yeah. Where especially now with the iPad you pay with the square, they flip the iPad over and then it's all public. It's like, how much of a uh, tip would you like to leave? I, I have no shame in being like, no. <laughs> but the, tip. the idea though is a lot of people do have shame. There's someone there's, mm-hmm. there's it's clear as day to the person working in the counter that you didn't tip when they flip it back around. And there's someone usually standing behind you and they see that. So it's, it's leaning into this pressure the societal mm-hmm. pressure that you want to be a good person who tips. Right. I think it's manipulative. It's a shitty thing to do to people. And the counter service. Why? You didn't do anything. You just I know. took my order. So don't tip. It's fine. Tipping is for a service. You didn't do a thing. Well, they gave you customer service. Or if they like helped you in some way. Decide what to get. I guess if they're... Making you the coffee. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> I coughed. <coughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so if you're a Patreon member and you donate $5 a month, you'll get access to a special episode where Autumn doesn't cough or clear her throat once. <laughs> I forgot about the clearing the throat. And it's the only way you'll receive such an episode. <clears throat> you know, I could take I'm the drinking water. I feel like I'm getting a little sick. So I'm using... Weak. What a weak immune system. This is how you celebrate our 200th episode by getting Oh sick. my God, I forgot we were celebrating. So I went onto Radio Labyrinth's Patreon and it does show how many patrons they have. How but many? you're right. So Red Letter Media must be uh, fancy enough that they don't show that. <laughs> That's the celebration. So if you'd like, in honor of our 200th episode, put up your cash app and see if you get anything. <laughs> okay. I don't know where you'd post it because we don't engage online with anyone. But send I'll Autumn. I'll just tell you it right now. Send Autumn some money. All right. Tell, what is it? I'm looking. Hold on. I forgot. You use Cash App instead of Venmo? No, I don't. I just have it. You ever set up Venmo? Yeah, I have a Venmo. I don't know why I make that distinction. Venmo's owned by PayPal these days. It's not like it's a great thing. It's also weird that it's a social app. That, I don't understand how it's a social app. Really, it's just, to me, just seems like sn like you're snooping around. Well, a lot of people get caught. That's how with these reality dating shows, they figure out if <laughs> people are together. Oh, really? Like by a, their cash app? I mean, by their uh, Venmo yeah, history? Th there's been a few instances where the people have sent each other money. Like, oh. <laughs> and it's for like a peach and a eggplant. And I'm sure there, I'm sure there's people who've been caught cheating that way too. Oh yeah, like what are you sending this? Who is this, this person for? Yeah, what is what's up with this hundred and fifty dollars from the mm -hmm. pink pussy cat <laughs> and the big purple dildo is the emoji? I guess that's the <laughs> eggplant. But what? okay, my cash app is just the dollar sign auto prits. Dollar sign auto prits. Yeah, because that's Cash App's thing. Like you put the dollar sign first, I guess. Dollar sign auto, like the car. Prits with two T's. P R I T T S. All it's right. just my every. It's my username everywhere. Send a gift. Send a gift Woo! to Auto Prits in celebration of our two hundredth episode. It'll probably go toward, you know, paying for little bits of my trip to Atlanta for Jared's wedding or his gift. Yeah, maybe, that I might get. maybe you get him a gift now. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> when you're traveling and spending a lot of money for a wedding and granted Jared's not having a destination wedding. We just don't live in Atlanta. So I would give him that. I, I, I always think that people who listen to the show know who Jared is. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. But maybe there's some people who like us and don't listen to the, uh, the radio show. Yeah. But, but anyway, Jared's uh, <laughs> like us, <laughs> yeah. the person that's on it. <laughs> you never know. We're just talking about a guy, Jared. Just just say a friend. It's easy sure. enough. There's a friend who lives in Atlanta and having his wedding. And it's not a destination wedding for him. So we can give him that. It's not like these other weddings I went to in Wyoming or Arizona where you, you spend a lot of money to go to the a place where the people don't even live. It's like, well, I, right. Sure, this is nice. But at that point, I'm not giving a gift. It's not happening. I, I just dropped over $1,000 for this thing. And if you think you're going to get a $500 bowl, a barf bowl, <laughs> no. 
pretzel slash salad bowl. I I think it's popcorn. I, I think it's something that people <laughs> put the registry together and expect all these gifts because they're getting married. It, no, it's not uh, expect. It's it's a way to have um, you're inviting a lot of people and a lot of them you don't speak to or see on a regular basis. So they should give you things? If anything, no, that means it's, that they, it's if, less of a it's reason. that they want to give you things and they don't fucking know what to get you. Because now you've lived together for so long. You guys already have, you know, the barf bowl. You already have the toaster. You have a, the microwaves aren't even like gifts anymore. You know what I'm saying? So people need to know what to get you. So it's a guide. It's not an. It's not saying you have to. I expect these gifts. Where are they? It's a way to say, hey, if you want to get us a gift, which is customary, then here's here are some of the things that we're looking for. Sure, but what I'm saying is, you could say no gifts. Don't worry about gifts. Well, there is that. People do that too. But when you're getting married, it's kind of fun. You want to say you want to like dream a little bit. Like this is an opportunity for someone to like, if they're looking to gift me something large because I'm getting married, then the, here's their opportunity. Money if you sign. don't get it then and you're mad, then then you're a shithead. But if you don't get it and it's like, oh, well, I didn't get it. I would just ask for cash then. I don't want any of this other stuff, which I know. Well, people do that too. They say like, you can donate to the honeymoon or you can donate to the wedding. You know, I'd say donate no, to no my presents. pocket. Here's a, yeah. Donate to my pocket. Money sign bold as fuck. But see, some people don't feel comfortable doing that. They say, no, that's rude. Even though the person is saying, you can give it to me. So there's a lot, you're dealing with a lot of people, a lot of people from different age groups and maybe even different backgrounds and different social expectations. So you have to give people the options of what they feel comfortable with. You can't just say, this is how I do it. And this is how it will be done because there are going to be these old people in your life. They'll be like, no, I can't do that. That's rude. I okay. will not do that. I, for what it is, I agree with you. You're, you're providing a guide. Yeah. But I feel overall the tradition of gifting. Look, people used to get married when they were kids and they didn't have anything. It's like, help us get on our feet. We need a hand mixer. Sure. Okay, fine. Here you go. Start your home. Start your life. That's shifted. Most people, not not everyone, but a lot of people have already established themselves. So then there are things that aren't necessarily needed because the essentials have already been purchased. So then it's going through and just picking uh, extravagance. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. sure, I would like this dinner set. I would like these right. sporks. I want a sporks Well, like Travis set. and I put uh, plates, like, you know, whatever that's dining ware, um, because all the stuff that we had was handed down and like old and whatever. So yeah, you register for like new stuff. I like the old stuff. I went and bought a whole set of old dishes. Yeah, I think I, I like old dishes too. With cool designs. Look, at least I'm not a hypocrite with this because sure. I'm not telling, I mean, I did tell people to send you money in honor <laughs> of her 200th show. Yeah. But. I don't feel good about it. It feels dirty. And well, that's the thing. No, I think you would feel more. I think, I think you would have the right, based on your argument, to feel dirty about it. If we were like shilling for the money, we're not. 
this exists. If you would like to donate to it, that is so cool. Thank you. If not, okay, that's cool too. <laughs> like, keep listening. It's free. It's fine. I'm just saying that it's nice that I am not going out there and saying, what a total piece of shit people are when they beg for gifts for their wedding. Send us money now. Look, it's refreshing. Oh, I see. But the thing I don't like, the thing I don't like is the um, villainization or the, the, the way that you put down the other person for doing their thing. It's like, it's fine for you. Of course, like you can do and think and behave any way you want. But then to say the other person is a piece of shit for doing what (laughs) everyone does already. That's the thing. Nobody takes the time to think about what it is. They just see the opportunity for free stuff and they don't want to question why it exists in the first place. And I think that's what bothers me. To have some self-awareness and then make the choice. Like, you know what? I don't care. I thought about it. It's weird. I still want the free stuff. But, But instead, I feel like the onus is placed on the person where you're a bad person if you don't give a gift. Maybe that's what I'm struggling with. I'll give gifts if it's a situation I don't have to travel and spend thousands of dollars (laughs) to get to where I'm going. I know. I mean, the plane tickets and the hotel and the dress. Like it adds up. Are you staying at the uh, the official hotel the whole time? Yeah. How many nights? Two nights. Okay. I'm not staying at the official hotel. It's going to be fun. Possibly. I'm tired of weddings. I'm wedding doubt. Oh, my God. I'm sure you are. If I if I were you and have been to 12 weddings this summer, I also would have been like, ugh. <sighs> but maybe you can feel, is this your last one? No, there's another. Jesus Christ. Why is everyone in your life getting married? I mean, it's coming from both sides. And I think, I don't know. I, nothing's actually been canceled. I was going to say, I think that maybe... It's catching oh, up postponed from, COVID, from COVID, but nothing was postponed. This is just where it's falling. Because it's it's a strange age for your this many people to be getting married at once. I feel like that was a thirty early thirties venture. That's a variety of ages. So the one okay. in Tombstone was, yeah. Granted, he's late thirties. They've been okay. dating twelve years. Wow. They kind of just did it at their own pace, and this is when they've. Wanted to do it. Uh, outside of that, the one in Wyoming, she was 33. So that makes sense. He was 57. One was my cousin. She's 32. Huh. Okay. You just have some young folks in your life. Yeah. There's a whole array of ages. But you've been to one edit wedding. You've been to them all. Even if different locations, different Tones and feels, it's still the same thing. Have you seen anything that you've, like, after all of these examples of weddings, have you seen anything you're like, I would not make that happen? Or you're like, hmm. I don't think I'd do any of it. I'm not big into celebrations. And it seems like that's what this is trending towards as a topic as we celebrate the (laughs) 200th episode. I tell you, it's the 200th episode. That is years. When did we start? 2019. January 2019. So it's been 200 weeks of episodes. 200 weeks of episodes. And I was thinking that maybe my math was a bit off, but I'm just going by what Apple Podcasts says. Also my numbering, but you know, there's been times that you've done a show without me. I assume you've numbered it the same because we're on track. 
So is that 3.8 years? I just divided it by 52. Yeah, close enough because yeah. we'll be at four years in January. Wow. So celebrations overall. Yeah. It's my feeling. Yeah. I, don't I like it. <clears throat> That's my feeling. <laughs> I like it. I like I celebrating. Know. We're celebrating our love with everyone that we love. Yeah, it's nice. And people want to celebrate it with you. I think the way it's grown, now we're just talking about weddings specifically. I buy into that. I can appreciate the sentiment behind that. Yeah. You want to bring people in. You do want to celebrate this thing that feels special. Mm-hmm. Is special. Not for everyone. Some people are just doing it because they feel like they need to do it. That's not, I'm not talking about. I really am not talking about you. I know. I didn't want you to think I that. still felt like it was special. It still all, it, it didn't feel just like, well, I'm got to do this. Yeah, I know that's, I wasn't trying to imply. <clears throat> I just thought that maybe you would take it that way when I was. No. Well, that. the fact that you pointed it out that you weren't talking about it made me think that you were talking about it. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking. Well, well, because there's been times you admitted though, that you just thought, well, that's what you do. It's time to do this. Well, it, it was, it, it wasn't that it was like, Oh, hey, we've been together for so long and we love each other. Oh, I haven't been together for so long. We've been together long enough. I trust you to get married to you. Let's do that. It was that. It wasn't like, well, it's time. Well, at some point you told me that you just thought, I want to have a wedding. Yes. Since you were a child, you were looking forward to having a wedding. Uh, when I was a child thinking about it, it was like a choice to say, hey, this is something that little kids that, that people think about. I didn't really, I don't think that I was thinking, me personally, I want this. It was more the idea of it seemed exciting and fun. and Which it can um, be. Like, I, I know the way I talk yeah. about this. It's like, I'm not opposed to weddings in general. I think about the way they've grown and how they are so fucking expensive and it's just big business like anything else. Yes. And there are venues that exist purely for weddings with mm -hmm. those signs that you find in Marshalls and TJ Maxx that say live, laugh, love. You know, yeah. the, the it wedding. It says Mr. and Mrs. and that yeah. weird cursive that's hard to read. Yeah, the wedding versions of those. And this is a special day for a lot of people. And they go to this place where a thousand other people have done it. And right. there's Cookie nothing. Cutter. Yeah, there's nothing it's original. There's nothing special about it at that point to me. Uh, the people getting married and the people celebrating it is unique, but it makes me sad ultimately. There's a sadness that it's just been made into. I guess cookie cutter is that I think there's something more that I want to say about it. Like I was saying like a factory. Yes, it is. It is just kind of an assembly line type of thing for right. everyone else involved. We've and got the Johnson wedding this weekend. Tomorrow we've got, you know, the, the Jackson family. And then next week we've got the McMillans. Like it's just the same thing. I was watching a TikTok where um, this bride came into the music from, Edward Scissorhands, which was amazing. That, ooh, you know? mm -hmm. 
<laughs> it gave me goosebumps. I was like, yes, that is awesome. And so I went to the page and it wasn't the bride's page. It was the venue. And every single TikTok of theirs, every post they had, it looked exactly the same. Obviously, it was going to be different. Like it was going to be different songs and different like if it was like a dad and a daughter or it was a daughter and a mother or whatever. But it was all the same. Like they were pulling upside that same white curtain. It was the same people doing it. It was it was just and then it sort of lost a little bit of the, the magic for me. So it's like, oh, this venue just does this constantly. And it's like. That's what I'm saying. What, cool. what is special to the two people getting married? What means something to them? I feel like figuring that out and creating something around it. Now I can go on the other extreme and shit on people who do stupid things like skydiving and getting married, which <laughs> scuba diving. Yeah. What do I care? Ultimately, what do I care about any of it? And I really yeah. don't want to take away from celebrations. When I say I don't like celebrations, it's not that I don't like them. I I'm a very sentimental person. I can understand, but I think when it's not formed specifically to the person, and when it's not personalized. Yeah. Then what's the point? It doesn't mean anything. It loses the meaning to me. I get it. And mm -hmm. there's people who like to skydive and if they like to skydive and they want to get married, skydiving. Great. I That's how they met. They jumped out of separate planes <laughs> and then they were both like, Oh my God, you're sky. They smashed into each other and one had a concussion and got passed out, passed out. And the other person had to uh, <laughs> dive down to save them. That was oh a video. God, I saw. It was a video. It wasn't a love story, but the person got knocked out. Like they slammed into another person skydiving. They got knocked oh. out. The other person had to swoop down, catch them and pull their parachute. I think I saw that. Yeah. Pretty insane. Yeah. The, the, but what I think bothers me with that is usually like shown on the news or something. Look at these right. people. So crazy. And it's presented as some outliers. Can you believe they're not just doing the generic type wedding where there's a venue set up for this? That's not what ultimately is happening, but that's kind of what it feels like because <laughs> no, I get it. it's so out of the ordinary <laughs> that it needs to be reported on. Well, here's, yeah, here's like a booklet of options, right? We've got our, you know, getting married on the volcano wedding package. We've got our, you know, skydiving wedding package. We've got this, we've got, it's like, oh, okay. And that's why a birthday to me as a celebration, Outside of my crippling fear of death and the anxiety of my impending doom, and I don't want to celebrate the passage of time, it didn't do anything. Everyone celebrates a birthday. <laughs> and there's only a limited number of days in a year, so there's a lot of people who have that same birthday. And, you know, the mom did the work that day. You just happened to be the one who was squirted yeah. out into the world. So celebrating the birthday, to me, feels like I'm special. I'm here. <sighs> and... There are plenty of people I know who, like, like to me, a birthday is an opportunity for people who care about the person having a birthday to show that. If it's set up, the person didn't push anything, didn't say it's my birthday, it's my right, birthday right. week, then great. But the moment the person themselves hijack the birthday and start putting stipulations and rules around it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that on uh, Vanderpump Rules, like where Stassi was like, it's my 23rd birthday. Like, you can't do that because it's my birthday. You're ruining my birthday. I would love to ruin that person's birthday. <laughs> to prove to them it doesn't mean much. It was ruined a lot. So, it's good for you. <laughs> so Jack showed up at her 
birthday and fought her new boyfriend. I don't really hate everything, contrary to popular belief. I can well, get really like, what, into these things. It just things. sounds like you do because when you go against stuff like that, like I said in the beginning before you explained sort of the deeper reason why is because the other people don't think about why they're doing things, right? But before that, you're just saying basically like if you like that, then you're you're dumb. I think it's the imposing. Like even us doing 200 shows, for us, that would be really cool. That means we stuck with this and we've done this mm-hmm. yeah, constantly. Yeah, like an accomplishment. Yeah, we've done this. Mm-hmm. But to expect other people to somehow reward us for it. <laughs> the wedding, you go, the gift, that is an expectation rooted in tradition. Where did, what was the tradition? Where did the tradition start? Why is it rooted in tradition? Well, because you're sending your like child off to some dude. Yeah, but that, that falls to the people involved and their parents. So when you say, come to my wedding, get here, Spend the money it takes to get here, then give us a gift. And this is not this is not directed at anyone specific. This is just yeah. a generalized statement. Um, why the imposition? The birthday. But that's the thing. I don't think that the people are saying spend a lot of money to get here and then also bring me a gift. I think it's please come. I I do want you to spend the money to be here because I want you to be here. And then if you bring a gift, that's great. That's why I'll spend the money to be somewhere. My friend who got married in Arizona, (laughs) I was wavering. Do I really want to go do this? I don't know if I want to do this. And then he had texted me and said, I'm just going to assume that you're not coming. Not a big deal. Uh, I just want to check to make sure because we're putting in the final numbers. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to come. And then it meant a lot to him. Like it made him feel good. Yeah, they want you to come. And I I was happy that I was able to... I mean, I don't think that I'm that important and maybe that reaction wasn't warranted, <laughs> but the fact that it meant something that also meant something to me and I was happy to be able to do it. And then I was thrown into the, you know, the groom's party <laughs> the last minute. Why was that? Why did that happen? What? Why did, why were you thrown in at the last minute? That seems like something that has been locked in stone for months and months and months. Yeah. But this one was so informal where we wore the bowler hat. Why wore the bowler hat? Other people wore cowboy hats and there was, you said to buy a gold vest that was available at any of the stores in Tombstone. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't like you had to get a tux and the, there was the time involved for the fitting. So it was pretty informal enough that that was able to happen. Okay. So in, but I, I think when we're talking about this and it sounds like I hate it, like to me that meant something that felt good. I felt good. I think uh, we bonded more and there were nice exchanges of, I love you. Thank you for coming. It's like, I love yeah, you. Yeah. And then you get to say like, I was there for that moment. Yeah. And I, I can really get into that kind of stuff. Right. But to me, that's authentic. That's real feeling. And I know that I speak in broad statements and, you know, dismiss people and saying that that kind of thing doesn't happen. But I think when people get so wrapped up and this is just the way it's supposed to be done. And this is the way it is that, maybe not thinking about that. I want mm-hmm. my gift. Like, I feel like there's some people who would go through and, and pinpoint the people who didn't give them gifts. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Those people are dickheads, but those people really exist. And yeah, but not feeling most people. I feel like there's a high percentage of people like this. Mm. The birthday week people. I know. 
If you don't, if you don't go along, then you're not a good friend and they get angry at you. It's like, how dare you put that on me? You're yeah. telling me what I need to do with my time, which at that point, if you got something for your birthday from me, it would mean so much more if I decided to do it on my own and I put some thought into it. But when I'm doing something out of obligation, what the fuck are you getting out of it? Yeah. But they don't care. That's what I want. No, thanks. Now, granted, I don't have these people in my life, but I've seen them. I've worked with them. I've been around them. I remember when I was on the air at 99X, there was an intern. And I was probably really mean to her because I brought her on the air and admonished her. <laughs> I asked her what the hell she thought she was doing. And I don't remember what the answer was. I think it made her feel bad. And then I felt bad ultimately. Well, it made her think, right? made her think about what am i doing and that's when when someone challenges you like that it's difficult it can be challenging there's no good answer i think that's why yeah if other people wanted to put on a birthday week it was their idea great <laughs> too much celebration though yeah especially as you get older and like <clears throat> you're gonna make all your friends I don't know. I just, for me, it's just a, an excuse to hang out. Because if you just say, hey, I want to hang out, it's a random Friday. There's yeah. there's more room for people to say no. Yeah, you're strong-arming them. Into, <laughs> you have yeah. to do this. But it's my birthday. <laughs> my birthday. Go, 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 go. I'm a baby. Halloween, now that we're approaching Halloween, that really... Celebration. That really gets me. That gives me stress and anxiety. What? Why? This you like, don't even have kids. Who cares? You can do nothing. I think I think with kids, it'd be better because the kids are the ones... The focus is on the kids and they're the ones getting dressed up and it's really exciting. You're going to go get all this free candy. Yeah. But there's this thing where... Look, if people want to get dressed up for Halloween as adults... I don't care, but there's usually the judgment passed. If you don't, it's okay. You didn't get, you don't want to get dressed up. Oh. Don't come to my party. If you're not going to wear a costume. Well, if you go to a Halloween party, that's different. But if you just, if it's Halloween and you're not dressed up, that's fine. Yeah, of course that's fine. But this, this hard line that's set. Don't come. Well, to yeah, you party. seem like a Scrooge. If you go. Why can't you just not go and hang as, out? As What's anything? Why is it a Scrooge? Because like, not, this is this is a silly fun. Like, why are we adults and celebrating Halloween? We're not. It's an excuse to have a party. So come and participate in this. Yeah, hang out. You, you can go and be the life of the party and not have a dumb costume on. I don't think that's Scrooging it. Well, you don't have to have. I mean, you just do anything. You know, like make paint your nose black and put whiskers on your cheeks and go, you know, and say I'm a mouse. Like, <laughs> that sound like do more, do something more like a cat to me. Well, because then I felt like there would need to be more of an ear and a tail. But I felt like a mouse, you could kind of get away with minimal New Year's Eve. My God. Well, that's silly, too. But there are times there are times where I've been like, who cares? I don't need to celebrate. And then I'm really depressed and alone and crying. <laughs> because there's this out. It's like 1130 and I'm like, I'm just so alone. There's this outsized importance placed on it. 
Well, and you see everyone on TV, ugh, except not really because they all look miserable and I would never want to be there. But then everyone's kissing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that kiss means so much. You have to kiss at midnight. Okay. Oh, I like it. Okay. Sweet. I'll do it. Okay. Most, the most meaningful kiss of my life, Valentine's Day, out of obligation. Yeah. Nothing says I love you like obligation. <laughs> that needs to be a greeting card with your like with you standing with your arms crossed uh, christmas i get behind though as a non-religious person it's uh it's yeah fun. but there's a whole there's so much um ceremony around christmas whether you're whether it's a religious focus or not there's there's like ritual so many rituals that feel so good even though they seem to be coming like the, the time in between. <laughs> it's crazy that we're approaching again Christmas. It's two months away. Yeah, I saw something about it being like a certain amount of days away and it seemed way too short. Yeah, the, the, the amount of time obviously is the same amount of time as always. But when you were a kid, that seemed like forever. So by the time you got to Christmas yeah. again, it's like, whoa, that was a long time. Well, summer used to feel like a billion years, and it now it literally is like four weeks. It all just flies by faster for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I think we've discussed it a bit before. Some of it, I think, is a, t a, t a year represents less and less every year you're alive. When you're right. seven, one-seventh of your life, it's a very long time. When you're 40, one-fortieth, like, eh, whatever. And you still got another 40 years to go, God willing. More. Can you imagine when you're 70, how fast the 170th? So it's perception. And then there's this idea there's just less change. Like you right. are still changing, hopefully, and growing as a person. But everything is on such a different scale when you're a kid. A year, like so much is happening. Yeah, not just for you like around you but also internally yeah that's what i mean yeah so it doesn't blur together as much right it's like, oh, i don't have a person. hang up about time though you should everyone should <laughs> well you sound like you love this feeling <laughs> that's why i buy watches now <gasps> is that why you're buying watches is to somehow <laughs> control time <laughs> i can't control it i'm just like hey, i'm gonna watch the passage of time i bought another but obsessing about something is your brain's way of thinking you can control it i bought another fourteen hundred dollar watch <laughs> damn see this is why i say you're rich i'm not rich you should just say like, okay, I'm a little wealthy. I'm you not, are. I'm not a little wealthy. If you can throw $1,400 at a watch and it not be something that you're paying off for a year. I'm paying it off two? for a year. I'm paying it off for a year. Zero percent interest. So I said, so still, I said, why not? If there's no, how much interest, is it a month? 120. It's not that still. much. See, not that much. It's not, but you also have very high rent. You live in an expensive place. But my part, my portion of the rent. You have a, you have a car in New York. Give my, me a break. My portion of the rent is not much more than my total rent when I lived alone in the last apartment. So, which was eighteen hundred. Yeah, it was eighteen hundred. 
And now that's I, a lot to be I, spending on your own. I pay eighteen seventy. I'm just <laughs> just telling you, you need to accept this fact that you have money. I could not put down fourteen hundred dollars right now. Zero percent interest. I didn't put it down right now. I guess I could have, but I didn't want to because I had to go pay a lot of money for all these weddings. Yeah. Jeez. See? Okay. You went to five weddings. <laughs> I couldn't. That would bankrupt me. Okay, whatever. I'm in a decent spot, but I'm not rich by any means. Comparatively, yes, you are. I, if I lost my job and didn't have any income, I don't... I. It can last How a long year. Would you last? It can last a year. Whoa! Last, I would more. last a month. <laughs> well, you're. Uh, it's I'm so, working on that though. So even if you were able to last more than a month, doesn't mean you're rich. See, that's the point. Now, I'm yes, rich in life and experience. Buying another watch. Did I need it? No, it's a frivolous purchase. Yes, and you have the ability to do that, which but there is was, cool. There was a watch that I had wanted before. I bought this other fancy watch, and they'd only made a hundred of them. And I thought, oh well, missed that one. I'll buy this one. Then they just released another hundred and twenty-five. Uh, <sighs> some time after, like it's been a while, and I said I have to get this, and uh, I bought it. It's a beautiful. I like the brands that aren't well known. Like people look like, oh, like Rolex and Omega. Not me. I like looking for the little guy. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Fairer. The company is Fairer. Fairer. And there's a, uh, it's called the Lander Midnight. It's a beautiful blue. What a wonderful blue. Beautiful blue. And then there was a, uh, a purple. Purple. <laughs> Pur Perfect for spring. Purple. Purple. <laughs> then there was a wind up watch fair. It's called the Wind Up Watch Fair uh, in New York this weekend. I went. I went alone today. Damn! I walked around, looked at some watches, went to the fairer table, talked to the owner of the company because he was there. Wow, that's cool. Did you, were you wearing your fairer watch? No, because I don't have it yet. That doesn't ship until November tenth. But I told him I was like, I bought this one. He's like, very nice choice. <laughs> something, <gasps> something like that. Of course. Were you wearing one of your expensive watches? My only other expensive watch. Oh, I thought you had two. No, I have another. I wore a Timex for years and I loved it. That's oh, it's the suits that you had made. <laughs> the the Timex is a $40. I've worn the suits too with all these weddings, especially. Absolutely. The suits. Good thing you got them suits. Also, the suits weren't expensive. $400 for a custom suit is actually a very good price. Oh, 400 bucks. That's a nice price for a custom suit that's made for okay, you. It's a nice price. It's a lot. It's not. I Listen, I celebrate it like go for it is... i love seeing you spend money on you i think that's a wonderful uh progression for you and just a fun thing in general but i do want you to admit that you got some money and that's cool have money it should change your perspective on people that you would deem rich because you could say like maybe they're not all shitheads you're making more how's the uh what did you pull in this past week Oh, from uh, the Yacht Club? Yeah. Yeah, a decent amount. It wasn't this week. It was last week. I think it was like 700 something. That's nice for a week. Absolutely. I'm very excited. So so it's um, on opposite schedules of what I get paid from the from WSB. So 
every Friday I'm getting paid now. Yeah, that was the best when I was on that schedule. Weekly oh, the best. And then in November, I'm going to add the 200 every Monday. So I'm going to have some extra dough. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work on, I have a plan for, I have a, that Bank of America card that's at 0% until February of 2024. So I'm going to pay all that off. And right now projected, um, I'll be able to pay that off by then. And then um, just like little bits of things, like my chase kind of backed up a little bit. This the, the chase one, I'm sorry, is the Amazon thing. All right, we'll celebrate that. Yeah. See, personal And then uh, personal saving achieves. more money, stuff like that. So, personal. oh, and I want to buy Ellie, um, I want to buy the kids because we're still in the two bedroom and Ellie's getting a little older and I, I want to give her her space. So I want to get them a bunk bed where it's a twin on top and a full on the bottom and she gets the full. Damn. And then, so they'll have some separation a little bit. She gets the And full. more room in the room itself. So look, these personal achievements, as we're talking about celebrations at a larger, we, we hit upon this talking about our 200th episode. Did you know, Autumn? It's 200 episodes. I just want to make sure. That I did know that. Understand. Thank you. I'm so excited. I think personal achievements are worth celebrating, especially with people you care about and you love. It's like, yeah. yes, you did this. Yes, yeah, so let's celebrate this. I'm not opposed to that. I, I have a feeling. I know that I come off as complaining. Now it's really bothering me. Oh, well, don't let it bother you. I don't, I don't know if I ever express it because there's a lot of people who just, I, I, I go along with it. People are like, whatever, you're a curmudgeon. But I don't right. really think I am. I know why I come off like that. And half the time I'm just too lazy to explain any further. <laughs> like whatever. Right. So it makes sense that it, it, you would come off that way. Yeah. But the more I think about it, it's, it's, I am a person who can really get into the celebration with people and share the feelings involved with that. And when I feel as though that is downplayed or that isn't present or that's being squashed because of the bigger thing overall, that's what I rail against ultimately. Right. Just want to make that clear. So when you pay off, <laughs> Your credit card. You want to have yep. a giant party. February 2024. Be there. <laughs> Autumn's paid Subscribe. off the credit card out of debt. Yep. I'll buy you a watch. I'll get you a. And I will turn it around and sell it for money. Because <laughs> I don't wear a watch and I don't. That would be like nasty watches. though. That would be nasty. Just give me the money. That would be nasty. <laughs> I don't like watches. Don't Don't put your watch pressure on me i think that if i bought something for someone and i really thought about it i had a special engraving in the watch and the oh that'd be different i would never and sold it well it would also bring down the value of resale because people don't like <laughs> personalized engravings <laughs> true then i would uh it would hurt my feelings but also you could make the arguments like if you really knew that person and cared about them and they didn't like watches why the fuck would you give them a watch? exactly <laughs> which is a fair thing yeah it's, i think it, the last time i wore a watch was <clears throat> when i was like 21 years old was it a swatch i think because i was working at starbucks and i needed to keep track of times at some point for some reason was it a gigapet <gasps> oh my god i had a watch from walmart that was austin powers i think it was like after the first movie came out and it had the button, you know, and he would like oh, dance. No. It was like, but it was like those pixely little like 
back and but it yeah i hear you. yeah you know what i'm talking about it was like real pixely but then it would have like yeah baby oh no <laughs> i know i saw i loved that austin powers movie i i went to see it in the theater like eight times oh no well listen it's you say oh no because it became what it became but <laughs> at, in that in that first moment of it it's listen mike myers did not go off the rails with his like uh, i don't know his weird face and his hair and when he did cat in the hat you loved, scared all of us what was your favorite scene the steamroller that was going slow he's like no uh or was, like, was that in that movie or was that in fish called wanda no that was austin powers when the guy no. there was a steamroller or something coming towards him and it oh seemed, and it was really far away yeah or when he got stuck austin trying to turn that card around in the yeah i like hall. that <laughs> <laughs> i like that a lot yeah you would and the like looking like breaking the fourth wall looking at the camera when he would like say something and like hmm look at the camera. <laughs> i loved mike myers now there's a reason. How I, mar I married an axe murderer or whatever. That's a it's a great movie. There's a reason that movie gained the cultural attention it did and stuck yeah. around in the I did I oh my god, the second one wasn't as good, but the Beyonce one with Foxy Cleopatra. Is that the one with the rocket that looked like a dick on the radar though? The joke yeah. stuff happening. Well, and then they went through yeah. They made little puns, right? Cuz it was like looks like a huge dick. Yes. Yeah, Dick, your appointment <laughs> is ready or whatever. Right up your alley. Yeah, I love that. All show. right, so that's a gift I would give you. <gasps> an, an Austin, a vintage Austin, nineteen VHS, uh, two thousand, <laughs> two thousand three, Austin Powers watch. <laughs> I'll take it. That's the other thing, by the way. Gift giving, like we were talking about, if I gave you a watch or, uh -huh. or someone something that I knew that they weren't interested in, that's bad gift giving, and. Gift giving really stresses me out sometimes because I want to find something special for the person, something that I know that they'll like that is maybe unique and generic gift giving, which is maybe another thing that ties into the wedding. It's, like, it's just doesn't hold that, that much meaning to me. Oh my God. 1998 Austin Powers Sea Watch. $22.99 on eBay. All right. You should buy it. You should get it. I might. Well, that sums up this uh, 200th episode. I'm going to celebrate our 200th episode by buying this watch. Well, maybe people will send you some money to the Cash App, which is Woo! what, again, dollar sign dollar auto. Dollar sign auto prits, A-U-T-O-P-R-I-T-T-S. <laughs> send as much as you want. They, you can just, you don't have to tell me about it. Just keep it all. Whatever you get. Okay. Well, you are rich. Not rich. But if you get uh, if you get a lot of money, I would hope that you would tell me. Like what oh if my some, god i'll tell you whatever you want what if somebody sent like fifty thousand dollars <laughs> i would tell you would you time to swing sea watch does what dr evil can't yeah. captures everyone's favorite shagadelic secret agent relive the crazed hysterics of the fabist spy picture ever right on your wrist shagadelic Ooh, animation terrible smashing sound fx even sinister dr evil and his hairless pussycat mr bigglesworth it's crazy cool completely groovy and it's gonna freak you out baby yeah uh, what copy why is it gonna freak you out <laughs> what a celebration of copywriting <laughs> <laughs> all right well hopefully you get uh, enough money to buy yourself that watch 
I think I just need like 30 bucks. Or $50,000. Or, you know, if someone listening like you just has that money to throw around, maybe. I don't have the money. Then I would, if I threw that around, then I wouldn't have much. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. 200 episodes. Pretty cool. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for staying with us. Love you. Um, Yeah, that's all. Bye.